No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the third Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we begin the book of Ecclesiastes. Here Solomon states his purpose to search out wisdom and folly. He discovers that all is vanity and there is nothing new under the sun. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell begins the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible. Postmodernism, humanism, atheism, nihilism, secularism, agnosticism, all these words describe life without the personal revelation and relationship with God. They describe life on the physical, mental, and social planes but are devoid of the spiritual plane. But because they lack spiritual dimension, they also lack the eternal dimension. The body, the mind, and society are all of this world. They all exist under the sun, but only the spiritual and eternal dimension transcend this life. We come today to the book of Ecclesiastes. It's a book that wrestles with the philosophy of life under the sun. From the physical, mental, and social perspectives, everything we do is vanity or futile. It vanishes. It's like trying to grasp water. It just slips through the fingers. When Solomon was young, God appeared to him and told him to ask for anything he wanted. Solomon asked for wisdom and an understanding heart. God gave him wisdom such as no one who has ever lived. He wrote 3,000 Proverbs. People came from all over the world to hear his wisdom. But later in life, Solomon did not walk in the wisdom that he taught others. His many foreign wives turned his heart away from the Lord to idolatry. He wrote Ecclesiastes late in life after he had experimented with everything there is to experience under the sun. Because Solomon had enormous wealth as the king of Israel, he had the resources to pursue all the desires of the heart of man with complete abandon. Most people don't have that luxury. Therefore, Solomon was uniquely qualified to report on these experiences, the experiences people so often desire. But his conclusion is surprising. Life is vanity. Everything under the sun is meaningless. Ecclesiastes is a book for our times in which so many people are seeking to make it through life apart from God and are miserable. All scripture is inspired by God, and we believe that Ecclesiastes is also inspired. The Holy Spirit gives us insight into life under the sun through the eyes of King Solomon. But we must also consider its context. It is written by someone who seeks to find meaning in life apart from personal fellowship with God. It is interesting that Solomon never once mentions the personal name of God, Yahweh or Jehovah. That's his covenant name. Now, Solomon speaks of God and of fearing God, but it is the impersonal Hebrew word Elohim that he uses. So we begin Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. The Hebrew word translated preacher is found only in Ecclesiastes and it appears seven times in this book. It is related to the word for assembly. 
So it is thought to mean the leader or the speaker of the assembly. That is why it is usually translated either preacher or teacher. He was the son of David and the king in Jerusalem. Scholars are generally in agreement that this was written by Solomon. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The Hebrew word for vanity can also be translated meaninglessness, futility, or emptiness. Vanity vanishes and you're left with nothing of any real value. Now Solomon makes a rather depressing declaration that all is vanity. There is no profit or gain from all of man's labor under the sun. One generation leads to the next and to the next, but they all pass away, yet the earth remains forever. We are all like tenants, moving in and moving out of an apartment building. Every day the sun rises and sets. We encounter another day. We have another 24 hours to live. The wind goes southward to the South Pole. Then it turns around and goes north. The wind blows around however it will. Its gusts increase and decrease at will. Then there is the water cycle. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is never full. The water evaporates from the ocean and forms clouds. They blow to the mountains and the water comes down as rain filling the rivers again and the cycle continues over and over. Solomon says that all things are full of labor. Watching all this happen again and again is wearisome. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear satisfied with hearing. Now, the entertainment and media industries capitalize on this fact. They continue to produce programming for audiences eager to take it in, but then they are never satisfied. That is why you can have multiple movies in a series and people keep buying tickets, keep renting DVDs or streaming it online. Recording artists keep coming out with new albums and people eat it up because the ear is never satisfied with hearing. But in the end, what difference does it all make? Are we better off for having consumed it? That is Solomon's point. That which has been is what will be. That which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, see, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. There is really nothing new under the sun. Now, wait a minute, you say. What about my new smartphone? What about my new electric vehicle? The technology may change, but even in Solomon's day, they had the latest new thing, I assure you. And people coveted it then as they do today. 
The desire to possess is as old as humanity. Now, the new car I may desire is different from the one my father desired, but other than that, everything is the same. How quickly we forget the former things that once were. How many of us are excited about getting a new Model T? You don't even think about it unless you are a classic car enthusiast. But I guarantee that there was a generation that went to sleep at night dreaming about owning a new Model T Ford. Everything is repeated from one generation to the next. If you have enough closet space, you can keep all your old clothes and they will come back in style. Of course, you may not be able to fit in them anymore, but that's another problem. The weight my father struggled to lose is the same weight I struggle to lose. There is nothing new under the sun. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem, and I set my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all that is done under heaven. This burdensome task God has given to the sons of man by which they may be exercised. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun and indeed all is vanity and grasping for the wind. Solomon gives us his purpose in writing this book. With the wisdom God gave him, he set out to seek and to search out everything that is done under heaven to see if anything was meaningful. This was Solomon's attempt to answer the age-old question, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? What's our purpose? Is it really about amassing the most stuff? Is it about having the best retirement so you can kick back in your senior years? What was Solomon's conclusion? Everything is vanity. It's meaningless. It's like grasping for the wind. Again, we must stress that Solomon is looking at life without the spiritual perspective. God is a triune being, a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God created man in his own image. We are a triune being of body, mind, and spirit. The body and mind will pass away when we die. They will be buried in the ground or cremated, if you prefer. But the spirit is eternal. It returns to the God who gave it, where we will each give an account of ourselves before God. Either we have eternal life through knowing the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, or else we will experience the second death, which is outer darkness. But the problem is that if you look at life without the spiritual dimension, then it is futile because life will soon end and everything you live for will vanish. In this, both Solomon and Jesus agree. Because Jesus said, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. You will never know soul satisfaction until you know Jesus. You will never be content until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Life will never make any sense until you see it from the eternal perspective. Everything you live for will only be futile unless you are investing in heaven. If you only live on the physical and mental planes, then you are really no different from the animal kingdom. You may be able to think and communicate better than they can. You may be able to understand the universe in a way that animals are incapable of doing, but there will be no spiritual and eternal dimension to your life. You will live to satisfy your body and mental appetites, and then you will die. End of story. Except it isn't the end of the story, because your spirit will continue to live in a place of unthinkable misery where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. What a tragedy. 
verse 15. What is crooked cannot be made straight, and what is lacking cannot be numbered. There are crooked and evil things in the world and in others that you can never make straight. What a person lacks cannot be restored by mere human effort. I communed with my heart, saying, Look, I have attained greatness and have gained more wisdom than all who were before me in Jerusalem. My heart has understood great wisdom and knowledge, and I set my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived that this also is grasping for the wind. It was true that Solomon had come to this place of exalted wisdom and knowledge. But what did he do with it? He used it to explore wisdom, madness, and folly. But even this was futile. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Does much wisdom bring happiness? Not apart from God, it doesn't. The more you know about the world, the more depressed or angry it makes you. In some ways, ignorance is bliss. But the more you discover about the corruption of man, the more sorrowful you become. Yes, this sounds like a depressing book. Believe me, it does get better. But we must first acknowledge that life apart from a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ is indeed meaningless. It's just a grasping for the wind and all the money, possessions, or wisdom in the world will never bring you peace, joy, or satisfaction. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where Solomon expresses the futility of pleasure, materialism, wisdom, and human labor. There is nothing better than to enjoy what good God gives to you. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible.